What's up? Hey. Welcome back to Blues Library Podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lexi. Hello. And we are a little bit late in posting this, but you know, we are shit. here for emotional damage. I don't want to read eight. Today's really book don't. is Zodiac Academy 7, Heartless Sky by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. Spoiler warning. I mean... Neither one we, of us. There are not going eight. to be spoilers for eight. I am halfway through eight. Lexi is like starting chapter a six. tenth of a percent <laughs> into the listen. Into the book. Listen for a minute, okay? I was like fully dead set on yes, okay, I can handle it. That's why I read all of the books in a row because I, when I started the series, was told there was going to be eight books, and then. A month ago, out of nowhere, they dropped that there's going to be nine books, and now I'm not ready because I know, I know for a fact, this book is not going to be a good one. Like, happy. So, I'm not ready. <laughs> Obviously, there will not be spoilers for eight. Yeah. Only you, seven. <laughs> if you've not read seven, what are you doing? <laughs> you, yeah, really. This is not the one to listen yeah. to us before you read the book. No. <laughs> Go back. Start and like read it and then come back and cry with us. Um, yeah, because there will be tears. <laughs> so, trigger warnings sexual content, death, violence, war, blood, murder, rape, sexual assault, torture, injury, slash injury detail, emotional abuse, gore, death of a parent, suicide, fire, fire injury, hate crime, toxic relationship, grief, bullying, child abuse, physical abuse, sexual violence, kidnapping, gaslighting, body horror, confinement, domestic abuse, infidelity, self-harm, suicide attempt, alcohol, sexual harassment, and classism. That was a long list. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long fucking list. Okay. (laughs) Kicking off this beautiful synopsis is me. Ashley gets the better part of this book. I get the one that's like the most heartbreaking part. I know. I started reading like the very end of Lexi's part. If you know, you know. And like, I was like, I'm not okay. (laughs) And I like ended up like most of mine. I've just highlighted parts that I'm going to end up reading. Uh, Valid. Okay, so. so this ends right after the last one, which seems to be the theme in this yes. series. Um, all right, so everybody, which includes the twins, Orion, the heirs, minus Darius, everybody is riding Dante, um, Not Dante Oscura. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, um, I'd, and it'd be Zapier. pretty cool to ride on the back of a dragon, though, I'm not gonna lie. Dude, a storm dragon? Could you imagine? It's oh, I can't even make that reference because you haven't read the book. At this point, though, talking about everything I was gonna else, we're say, just prolonging the tears. True. I was going to say it's giving uh, Crescent City 2 with the lightning, if you know what I mean. But you don't yeah, know what I, I mean. So. No. no, you didn't. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I refuse to accept this. Xavier is flying with them, so everybody is, like, flying along. Uh, They go to the rebel hideout where Hamish is, and they all have to swear that they won't hurt the twins before they enter. And Hamish is still on the whole power shame situation and actually, like, (laughs) faints when Lance shows him the guild mark on his arm. Everybody bathes, and then it's time for bed. 
Tori wants to be alone to see if she can feel Darius to figure out what's happened to him because nobody's seen him. So Darcy and Lance decide they're going to share a room. And things start to heat up, but then Seth interrupts and says he's staying with them because he got paired with, paired with Caleb and he doesn't want to wake him up with a boner and make it awkward. <laughs> um, Seth riles up Lance and Lance gets protective of Darcy and they snuggle and Lance drinks from Darcy. Um, Tori leaves the hideout to get some quiet and she has a flashback to being tortured and she didn't give in to what Lionel wanted. So like at the end of the last book, Darius shows up and it's fucking sweet and it's amazing. Um, they smash. It's beautiful and amazing. And I'm done reading this book for now. Honestly, at this point is when I was like, Hey, everything's good now. I'm okay. Finishing now. But I was told I needed to continue. And it was the worst decision I ever made. Okay. Lionel is losing so his shit. though. <laughs> Lionel is losing his shit and is stuck in his dragon form. And he gets forced back into his human form. And he decides to pretend that Lavinia is still Clara until he knows what to do with this whole situation. Um, Vard is almost dead. And Lionel wants to kill him. But Lavinia stops him. Jenkins is sent to get Darius and returns with the tied up Mildred and Lionel freaks the fuck out again. Lavinia blocks everyone out with the shadows and tells Lionel to stop whining and that she will give him an heir if he makes her queen. He agrees. Again, the worst decision ever made. <laughs> um, Orion is being power shamed and it's not good. Direct quote from my notes. <laughs> Gabriel tells Lance that Darius is back and Lance sees him with Tori. He asks how Darius broke the bonds and Darius gives a really vague answer about how he like begged the stars and the stars answered and listened to him. Um, everybody rushes them and Lance gets pushed to the back and he decides to start making an, the elixir for the guild um, to initiate new members. And Gabriel catches him and says he needs to get um, the, the special pink grass from a special mountain. When he goes, he's told he can't leave unless a Vega or a Gru says that he can. And the guards call him names, but Darcy overhears. And Darcy stands up for Lance and she forces um, him to take her with him. Uh, they get to the mountain and they hear nymphs. <gasps> oh no! Lance and Darcy fight the nymphs and kill them. But Lance steals a kill from Darcy. So Darcy ends up losing the kill battle. Uh, she gets upset because he's going to die if he keeps protecting her, and they both make a deal to try and stay alive. Then they fuck. Lance uses his vampire powers like a little vibrator, and, like, shit goes nuts. Like, like high-key. They decide that they are together, and they will never be apart. They also find the special pink grass, and all is good. Max wakes Caleb up with an article about how the twins use magic, to enthrall the heirs and that the spares have been chosen to be the new heirs to the celestial counselors. They share the article with Seth when he shows up and they go to show Darius and find him and Tori all snuggled up and it's really adorable and I loved it. Uh, they go to breakfast and Caleb and Seth are totally inept and don't know what to do to get their own fucking breakfast. Like, I don't know if they've never been to like a buffet before, but like they're like, who's bringing us our food? It's really funny. Geraldine brings in buttery bagels for the twins, and then the twins show up. Uh, Darcy announces Lance as her boyfriend to everybody, and Caleb says he can contact his mom with a special rock that they have hidden that's attached to her wedding ring. So he goes and sees her, 
and she tells him to use the rock as an alarm system and gives him a journal that she can send notes through. She leaves and Caleb goes back to the hideout. Seth is waiting for him and Caleb chases him. When he catches him, he bites his femoral artery. Okay, and if anybody was wondering, that's in your leg. That's like in your fucking groin. Okay, we're real close to the cock. And uh, shit gets kinky and Caleb starts to give Seth a handy, but they're interrupted by blood dripping onto them that is not from either of them. And the guards have been killed and they decide they need to warn everybody. So really put a damper on the moment, if I'm totally honest. Darcy and Orion are chilling in the bathroom and Geraldine is playing a game with Xavier and Max in the actual bath. It's like a pool, okay? It's like a Roman pool house. And Darius and Tori had to get something from their room because they both needed to and they were gone suspiciously long. They come back dressed to swim. Tori decides to take a nap and Darius joins the water game. But then Seth and Caleb come in yelling about the murder and everybody goes back to their rooms while Hamish figures out what's happened. Seth tries to talk to Darcy about what happened and ends up showing her the bite mark on his leg. But um, Orion sees him pulling his pants down. He's like, why are you trying to show Darcy your penis, my dude? And um, Seth has to fight him off with magic and tell Darcy the whole story of what happened with him and Caleb. And Darcy tells Seth to just tell Caleb how he feels. And Seth is like, no, I'm just going to play gay chicken with him. And... <laughs> It's really funny. Seth releases Orion and runs away while Darcy and Lance get a little heated because Darcy's like, I want to smash, but also um, I kind of need to distract you so you don't kill Seth. Uh, Tori has a breakdown in their room from a flashback, and it's, it's really, really sad. Um, Max brings her out of it and everybody leaves, but Tori and Darcy so that they can chat. Darcy tells Tori about the whole shadow curse thing, and then they decide to go get chocolate. Yay. There is no new info found during the interrogation into what has happened to the guards, so nobody knows anything. We do. Now. I was so confused reading it, but now I know and I hate that I know. Uh, Gabriel stops by their table at lunch, and he says that he will let them know if he finds a way that they can go at Lionel. Darcy gets sick of the power shaming and tries to tell everyone to stop, but it doesn't go very well. And everyone, which includes the heirs, the twins, Geraldine, Lance, and Xavier, goes to Tori's room and they decide to use Diego's hat. Uh, they see Diego's childhood and his relationship with his uncle and mom. And they see him use his probes for the first and only time when he was forced to by his uncle. They see him enter Zodiac and his attempts to take them to his uncle. They see... Astrum dying and the nymph attack during the pitball game and how Diego had a hand in all of these. They also see Diego pass the reckoning and how much he changed during the time they knew him. And they see the night he died and how he felt. Mm -hmm. After they see everything, everyone vows that they will kill Lavinia, his mom, and his uncle in Diego's name. There are some unknowns about how the shadows and the nymphs interact uh, Tori and Darcy are sleepy and the airs are straight chilling. Again, direct quote. Lance feels like Darius doesn't want him around, but they chat and they decide they're good. Um, Darius is also firmly against crowning the twins and using the counselors as counselors instead of rulers. Darius and Lance snuggle. It's really adorable. Um, Tori and Darcy show up and they tease the boys about snuggling. Lance wants to go look at the diary under the full moon, but everyone 
and their mother invites themselves along. Like everybody <laughs> decides to come. And uh, Orion teaches them all of the words for the Imperial Star. And then they get to the blank page. Darcy and Tori touch it and there are gemstones for each sign that are part of a chalice for inducting new members. But they only have six, so they have to find the other six. But the book with the info about the special rocks, excuse me, gemstones, is is back at Zodiac Academy. And they can't go back. Are they not special rocks, though? Are they not? Okay. Um, oh my god, there's this really funny fucking Smeagol moment if anybody has seen Lord of the Rings, okay? It's so fucking funny because Darius is like, the treasure, it's mine. <laughs> so funny, okay. Uh, can you tell? It's so funny, Lexi's yeah. laughing. Um, <laughs> I'm watching Biscuit. He's like making biscuits on my leg right now, actually. <laughs> Um, okay. Darcy and Lance smash, and it's great. Love. Time passes, and Lance starts teaching classes, but everyone is being a little shithead, so he puts them all in their places, um, so that they can learn aura detection. They're interrupted by Hamish, and he tells Lance that he will take over as master of the Zodiac Guild, because nobody will join if they are led by power-shamed Lance. (laughs) And Darcy shuts it down, but Lance is starting to feel guilty and starts thinking that maybe Hamish is right. Tori and Darius fuck, and it's awesome. There's a scream, and they find a body of one of the guards torn to pieces. As they are leaving the scene, Gabriel pulls Darius aside and asks why he didn't have a future past Christmas Day. So Darius tells him about the deal. Darius asks uh, Gabriel to keep it a secret, so everyone focuses on stopping Lionel, and Gabriel agrees. Gabriel then has a vision about Lionel going after Xavier's old herd and says that Darius and Xavier alone have to go and stop it and they need to go right the fuck now um and this is their only chance to get Lance's books back and also save uh the herd so Darius goes to get Xavier um Xavier goes with Darius to Zodiac Academy and then they cross the border Lionel is alerted that they are there Darius fights Lionel to distract him so Xavier can get the herd out but Sophia had detention and she isn't with everyone so Tyler and Xavier go after her Darius and Lionel are fighting, and Darius is fucking killing it. He's in his dragon form, um, and Darius bites Lionel's throat, but before he can kill him, Lavinia, that bitch ass, shows up. She takes off in the sky, and Darius chases her. Xavier and Tyler get to Sophia, and she's in Orion's office for detention, because Honey High Spell gave her detention. Shocker. Um, They get Sophia and the rest of Lance's books. Tyler transforms and Xavier and Sophia hop on his back and they fly to the edge of campus. Darius flies to his room and grabs a bag and then flies off after Tyler and crew. Lavinia follows, tries to kill them. Darius swerves at the last second and goes to get Tori's bike that he had custom made for her. Um, And Lavinia follows him so the others can get away. Mm. He gets the bike. They race outside of the barrier so that they can start us and they barely make it in the nick of time as per usual in fantasy books <laughs> um lionel got darius with his new shadow hand and tyler has to power share with xavier to f- heal him and then lance shows up and finishes healing darius they all get inside xavier feels bad about oh my god also their like horsey professor was like burned to a crisp super sad 
Um, so he feels really bad about that. And he also feels bad that none of his herd can talk to their families anymore. Also, Sophia is super thankful to Xavier and Tyler is jealous. And I'm starting to get Polly vibes from these three. Wow. The foreshadow of my notes. Let me tell ya. <laughs> okay. Tori is waiting for Darius to come back. And when he does, he comes in riding on her bike. They kiss, but she turns away because she's mad that he left and put himself in danger. She hugs Sophia and Tyler, but they're both naked. So Darius gets possessive and Tori tells him to go get gold and power back up. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Power up. Okay. Uh, Tori talks to Catalina and Hamish about them staying together so that they can use Catalina's room for some of the herd. Hamish is old school and doesn't want them to continue to have sex until they're married because they said their I love yous. And Aww. Tori and Darcy <laughs> talk to the stars and they disband Lionel and Catalina's marriage. And then Hamish proposes to Catalina. Geraldine decides that the wedding will be in two days on the new moon and Tori goes to her room to find Darius asleep in a pile of gold and she heals the rest of his injuries. Darius wakes up and she asks why he didn't want to sleep and he says he wants to spend every moment he can with her. They smash. It's beautiful and love filled. It's the day of the wedding and Geraldine has got shit to do. Okay, this girl has a list <laughs> and Max is following her around and it's really cute. But Justin shows up and offers to help and Max and Justin get in a little fight over Geraldine. But before it's over, she dips because she's like, y'all stupid. I have a list. Okay, get out my way. So she goes and starts working on shit and she starts setting up the ceremony. Max comes and joins and then they like join their magic in that like sexual, not sexual way. Um, and they make a really beautiful venue. Geraldine goes um, to get dressed and finds the twins in their gowns that Geraldine made. And she's going to wear a matching one in a different color. So Geraldine is going to wear a pink frilly dress, orange for Darcy and green for Tori. <laughs> they make it to the ceremony and Geraldine has gifts for Darius and Xavier. And it's super cute. Geraldine sees her dad and he's like super nervous. And so she goes and talks to him before going to her seat. Catalina comes out and Geraldine remembers her own mom and she feels a love and acceptance on the wind. They're married and Geraldine loses her shit and hugs them both. Seth is super drunk and he brings Lance bourbon and then tells Lance about his crush on Caleb. Seth asks Lance if he's ever gotten hard drinking blood and if a hard on from drinking blood is the same as liking someone and Lance says no. <laughs> uh, then they go back to their drunk friends and Seth dares them all that the last one to finish chucking a beer has to kiss him and Xavier finishes just before Caleb but before Caleb and Seth kiss Max declares Xavier the loser because he had a little bit of beer left in his bottle. <laughs> Seth kisses Max being a cock blocker. I know. What a bastard. And he knew all Seth, along, too. What was. <laughs> yeah. And Seth is like hella pissed because he's like, what the fuck? So he kisses Xavier like super fucking hard. Then he starts to like pout. Seth creates a silencing bubble to commiserate with Lance and Darcy. But Tori, Tori is like, yo, what we whispered about? And so they <laughs> add her to the bubble. And Seth tells her, like, fills her in on all of this. Caleb comes over and joins. So Seth makes up that Lance has a dick rash. And that's what they were talking about. 
Lance tries to punch him, but Seth and Caleb run to the other side of the table while Darcy distracts Lance. <laughs> Tyler and Xavier are arguing over if having a dejazzled dick or not is better, so they post pictures on Facebook, <laughs> okay, of their dicks to see which is liked better by the Pegasi. Seth reads the post and the comments, and Caleb reads over his shoulder, and Seth asks which one he would rather suck, and Caleb is like, bruh, pass. Um, Seth feels bad that he doesn't know, and he doesn't know how to find out about Caleb without jeopardizing their friendship. I didn't make this connection, so I'm going to make it now. Felicity, Tyler's mom, has been captured and is being tortured by the FIB. Lionel and Vard show up to talk to her, and she stands her ground. She's a bad bitch. Vard uses his Cyclops powers, but doesn't find anything, so Lionel kills Felicity. He takes the locket from her, and in the locket is a picture of um, her son, who's a Pegasus, and looks about the same age as Darius. He takes the locket and leaves FIB headquarters. He stops in front of the paparazzi and he makes a statement before he's hit with Griffin shit and everyone takes a picture of it. He gets in the car and Lavinia is there and he tries to intimidate her because she said something smart assy, but she uses the shadows to turn his shadow hand against him. They're interrupted by Vard saying that there's a rebellion planned in a city to oppose Lionel's rule. And Lionel says he will not be letting any of the rebels live. Xavier decides to up the dejazzle game (laughs) and he gets a Jacob's Ladder on the top and bottom of his penis and a Prince Albert. Um, I think it's a Prince Albert, but he also gets his tip pierced. Uh, And they're all with rainbow gemstones because, of course, they are. And he has to pay for it by fucking with Gabriel in the future. Okay. Uh, he goes to show Tyler and Sophia, but he barges in to show everybody his wonderful <laughs> new dick. And um, everybody is there because Felicity was Tyler's mom and they just got news that she's dead. He is, uh, Xavier is the king of bad timing. I know, right? It makes me feel not as bad when I like do stupid shit. Like I'm like, I could have done this. <laughs> you have horrible timing too. <laughs> but not as bad as this um so xavier stays behind when everyone leaves and he stays to comfort tyler and he starts to hate his dad even more tori and darius smash it's cute after they smash darius starts to tell her about christmas but they're interrupted by max telling them that they're waiting for them to talk about the next steps in their plan uh tori and darius get dressed and join everyone they decide that max will sneak up on a nymph and uh, seduce it into telling them their, telling him their secrets. The rest of the heirs decide to join him while the girls have a girls' day and Lance reads his gemstone book. His, <laughs> his cool special, rock book. His special rock book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Heike, I absolutely love cool rocks. So, like, this is just, like... The same, cool. and we get it from our grandpa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times he's like, taken us out to go rock hunting. <laughs> I have a number of times have, that Jacob has told me I'm not allowed to get on the plane with rocks in my pockets is embarrassing. So I had um I have a bucket from grandpa's shop that's full of like the rocks that he found that he loves. Yes. I love guys, we're rock people in yeah. here. <laughs> I feel like what frozen. Is a geologist. 
the I rock hate you so much. You're the fucking rock trolls. So the girls all chat during their girls' day, and Sophia says that she wants Tyler and Xavier to exist peacefully, and that she wants both of them. Uh, Hamish and Catalina join them, and everyone starts talking about Christmas traditions, and everyone realizes just how little the twins actually had in the mortal realm. Uh, Catalina says that they will start new Christmas traditions this year with all of them, and it's really sweet, but I was fucking crying. Okay. Sorry. Hamish then starts talking about how he became friends with Hale Vega at Zodiac Academy, and the twins learn that their dad liked to draw, and Darcy and Tori feel a lot closer to their dad. Eventually, Angelica and the newlyweds leave, and then Washer jumps out of the fucking pool because I guess he was there the whole time, and he's a total perv, and Geraldine says she will redo the wards on their special bathroom so that he can't get back in. Uh, the heirs get to the ha- go to the house that Lionel is having the nymphs stay in, and Max forces one of the nymphs to sleep. Uh, that nymph was alone in the house. Max then uses his gifts and everyone creates a cute little train so that they can all see what's happening. Uh, They see the nymph carrying offerings to an onyx altar and they hear the shadow princess become stronger as the altar is given its sacrifices. Max asks the nymph how he got there and it shows them the way to the altar in the eastern part of the kingdom. Max then asks how many fae it killed and it started to show them but it ends abruptly when Darius just cuts the nymph's head off. They start us back to the burrow and they get inside and tell everybody what they found. Also, Max is not happy that he just cut off the dude's head because he was like, I was feeling that motherfucker. (laughs) You scared the shit out of me. All right. Everyone gets filled in on what the heirs found and they all decide to sew up the rift to weaken Lavinia. Geraldine gives the twins Phoenix armor and they do a really cute little photo shoot with Tyler. And he has decided that he's going to continue his mom's legacy. And then the heirs and Orion rejoin them. They start us in and get ready to start the plan. Lance and Caleb take off to get into position and Max uses his Toph powers to see where the nymphs are and the layout of the area. Also, if you have seen Avatar The Last Airbender, hit me up. I'd love to talk about Don't it. Don't hit me up because my brother watched <laughs> that and it was like the amount of like times I've seen it irritates the living fuck out of me. So if I, I read any of that on it. Instagram, hit her up on TikTok because I don't have access to the TikTok. Do not do it on Instagram. Otherwise, you will be blocked. Just kidding. I'm not that mean. <laughs> I would absolutely love to talk about Avatar. So just, just make sure you put it in the beginning of the message if it's on Instagram for Ashley's eyes only, please. Or just F-A-E-O, Feo, for Ashley's eyes only. I'm gonna Maybe re- don't put that. No, That's I'm, stupid. I'm look at that and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck does Feo mean? Okay. <laughs> um, what kind of acronyms are the kids using these days? Okay. <laughs> okay. Lance and Caleb take off to get into position, and Max uses his top powers to see where the nymphs are and the layout of the area. The twins get into position around the three patrolling nymphs, and then Darius lets his axe light up with phoenix fire. The nymphs come at them, and they have their rattles going, but the twins use earth magic to gag them and then tie them up. 
Max uses his siren powers to see if they are good or bad, and it's not good news, so they hike them up on some poles and ungag them so the, the twins can burn their feet with phoenix fire, causing them to yell for help and draw all the other nymphs out. Max also amplifies the terror. Caleb and Lance see the nymphs run toward the screams, and they take off into the little temple thing. They make it to a cavern where a bunch of nymphs are, and they race around them to the tunnels. They make it to the altar room and slam the door, keeping the nymphs out with ice and earth magic. They can see the altar and the rip between worlds. Caleb almost cuts himself with a dagger, but Lance stops him and tells him to grab onto a happy memory with Seth, and it works. The doors start to get banged on by the nymphs, so Caleb tells Lance to get sewing and he will keep the nymphs out. Lance turns to the rip, grabs the needle, and says, Hey, Lavinia, just came to say fuck you. There are a lot of nymphs and Darius basically goes into war mode. He ends up down under a nymph, but Tori saves him. She then goes all atom bomb and incinerates a couple of nymphs. And then there's a big daddy nymph that like hella rattles and Geraldine goes for him and Darius is excited to fuck some shit up. Also, in my notes, it does say big daddy nymph. Um... Caleb is having a hard time keeping the nymphs out, but Lance needs some more time, so he creates basically a granite slab to keep the nymphs out. Caleb then gets distracted and almost cuts himself again, but Seth's name brings him back. In his rage, Caleb destroys the altar and as many objects as he can. He stops when he hears Lance basically say, oh shit. He poked himself with the needle and as soon as his power is gone, Caleb needs to finish the last stitch. Caleb says fuck that and bites Orion to nullify his magic and stop the shadows and Lance finishes the final stitch. Caleb doesn't stop drinking from him so Lance grabs Caleb's wrist and bites him which basically makes him a vampire cousin or something. Yeah. Um, didn't really understand this. Which is against they the vampire magic. code. Yeah I knew that part. But <laughs> they combine their magic and use earth and air magic to blast the ceiling off the cave so the twins can come in and destroy everything with their phoenix badassness. Tori and Darcy be killing nymphs and Lance comes to tell them to go finish off the temple. On the flight there, Darcy's wings lose their fire for a second, but it comes back. When they try to join magic to blow shit up, Darcy's doesn't work for a second, but then she forces it to and they're able to combine their magic. They destroy the whole temple, but Darcy feels darkness rising inside of her. And when she tries to get out of it, she blasts herself and Tori, shooting them away from each other. Darcy can't reach any of her magic and she thinks she's about to die. But Lance catches her as she passes out. She can't feel her phoenix or her magic. And that is very bad. She wakes up, but Tori isn't there. And before anything can happen, Gabriel slams into Darius and says that if anyone goes after Tori, they will make things worse and they have to wait for her to get back on her own. Tori wakes up and heals herself. She hears nymphs coming and forces earth magic to take her underground. She finds a dark tunnel and doesn't hear or feel anyone coming. She feels a hand rub against hers, but nobody is there and she sees something gold on the ground. She grabs it and it's a hydra necklace. She hears her mom's voice and she follows it and sees she has a vision that shows her the evolution of Vard and how he got his nymph eye. Ew. Tori comes back into the present and she finds her way to the surface. She sees Lavinia lose her shit and yelling at the nymphs. She then feels something telling her to fly. So she does and she flies for a while because she feels before she feels like she should stop. 
She stops at the middle of the ring of stones and looks at the Hydra necklace and sees a vision of another rift that Hale sealed with the star thing. <laughs> the star thing is the Imperial star. <laughs> I'm just reading my notes right now, okay? They, he closed it with the Imperial star. Um, and also we see Lionel begin his creepy fascination with the shadows and we also get to see Asriel Orion. Uh, Tori energizes herself with magic and then sends out a little homing device thing that works like a GPS to get her back to the burrows and she heads back. All right. So Darius and Darcy were locked in a room because, you know, they wanted to go after Tori. Uh, Darcy is freaking the fuck out and trying to get to Tori, but she's super duper weak. Uh, Orion is outside and he won't open the door because Gabriel instructed him not to. Uh, Darcy collapses and tells Darius that she thinks that it's the curse. Gabriel and Orion overheard, so they come into the room. Darius tries to get out. It doesn't work. <laughs> Darius is anxious about when Tori is going to be back, like super duper anxious because, you know, he's Darius. Um, Darcy tells them that um, she feels consumed with rage and she's actually quite scared. Um, Darcy says that she feels mortal and Gabriel said that he wouldn't be able to tell her fate if she was. So there's no way she is. Uh, Tori arrives finally, um, and they plan to find a cure for the curse. And Tori tells them about what she saw. And Darius vows that Darcy has all of the gold that she could ever need to buy a cure and the weight of the entire Dragon Order behind her. And that was just the sweetest fucking thing ever. It really was. Darius and Darcy's relationship just makes my heart very happy. Um, Orion and Tori make a star vow that Orion will find a cure. Because, you know, we're just over here throwing Everybody star vows and everything. star vows. Yes! <laughs> At the end of this one, Tori fucks them both over. Her and, or her and Darius. Like, fuck. Um, I'm like, can we stop with yeah, the star this, bonds? This, like, reminds, me stop of, this, this? reminds me of recent Feyre. Yes, they're <laughs> like, like, you seriously? get a bargain. You get a bargain. But Everybody like, gets a they, bargain. When they made their bargain about um, if one of them dies, they both die. Like, what in the... Like, when was Stupid that a good idea? <laughs> anyway, um, Darcy and Orion meet Noxie's friend at the library. I uh, can't remember her name for the life of me, and I don't really care. She makes this appearance once. Her name's like Lyra or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, they have to... Or, and before she shows them what they what they're asking for... They have to meet her friends. <laughs> They're all like absolutely, for whatever reason, just obsessed with Orion Starstruck. too. <laughs> yes. Um, a Minotaur takes or has to take them down into the mar or the dark magic section or whatever, or they risk being lost forever. So that's fun. It's because it's a labyrinth. Yeah. So they have to ask um, this little book thing or whatever about Darcy's symptoms um, to find out more info. Um, apparently, the nymphs also, we find out, the nymphs used to live with the fae um, and not steal their magic. So, like, how do we get back to that? Um, here's a note from something that they read. Let's see. It says, <laughs> or no, Arnold tells them something. They asked a question. And Arnold tells them, over a thousand years ago, the phoenixes visited here. They set this fire burning with the goblet of eternal flames, and it has never died. Your ancestors, prin or Princess Vega, they are the ones who set it alight. Um, that's for, like, the little flame thingies in the library, okay? Now, this is another thing explaining the books. Um, these books belong to the phoenixes of old, Arnold explained. They can only be touched by a phoenix, so they have not been read in many centuries, my lady. The secrets found within them belong to you and your sister. Fun secrets. We love secrets. 
everybody's keeping secrets. Um, so they go to the book or the book section about the phoenixes. And in order for Ryan to be able or Orion to be able to read this book, Darcy has to take it off of the shelf and hand it to him. And Arnold's like all freaked out about it because, you know, he's or Orion's power shamed. And he's like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and they're both getting real irritated with Arnold. Um, Darcy is looking at the books and she doesn't know exactly like what she's looking for, um, but she knows like kind of where it's supposed to be. She gets this feeling and then she hears this voice whispers or like it whispers higher to her. And this is my favorite thing. What the hell was that? I hissed. A clumsy princess, Orion offered. Asshole, I tossed at him. And I didn't mean that. I heard a voice like the stars or something. It told me to go higher. <laughs> So then you can always get higher, my guys. Yeah. So then she finds the book and <laughs> this is what happens. What is it? Orion called up to me. A book I called back. Very funny. <laughs> I love it. Um, the book is Fire in the Blood by Petonius Vega. I don't know. Um, and then very cute moment when she starts to fall or she's like Orion's ready to catch her or whatever. And he's like, I'm your backup parachute. And it's so cute. So Orion is totally in love with the book. Um, it's made from the silk of a worm that went extinct hundreds of years ago. Darcy makes a comment about it or about like asking if it's turning him on, which he tells her to focus <laughs> in like a professor like voice. And then she starts thinking about the fact Orion won't let her share their relationship with the world due to his power shaming. And then she asks him if she needs to be worried about him leaving her for the book. Because <laughs> I could totally see that happening. <laughs> Um, yeah, facts. They both have to comfort each other when they start assuming the worst about the curse and everything. Um, and now I'm going to read the spell that they found in the book, okay? Because I didn't remember anything about it. Okay. So this is what it was. The power of the Phoenix tribe. It is fabled that the flames of the Phoenix live in all of its order, meaning the same fire burns in one Phoenix to the next. The result of this is a powerful energy which can be made stronger by the addition of one or more Phoenix flames. This power sharing is also power enhancing, meaning the gifts of their kind can be amplified together. This technique could be used to fight off deadly fey diseases or even break curses. Bingo! Darcy decides they can burn the um, curse out together, um, but it could take a while. So they plan to practice, but, you know, Orion and Darcy decide, you know what, this could take a while. So let's let's explore the library. When's the next time we're going to be here? Um, sexy time happens in the library. And Darcy's... Um, Darcy says when she's queen, she's going to buy Orion the library that they're in. Most romantic line of the book. Facts. <laughs> Tori and Darius go for a run. He makes a comment about making sure that she never forgets him, but she asks why she would. And then he goes on about how they're in a war and it's impossible to think that the stars will let them all come out of it alive. And fucking Darius, just fucking tell her already. Um, they hear a howl and a scream in the tunnels um, on their way back that breaks off their sexy time because we were getting some sexy time. Um, they show up and there is this huge hairy beast and it runs after it throws Darius into these wooden boxes or whatever. And they find a bloodied up woman laying on the floor. They decide to go get the others so that there are more fae hunting for the beast. Orion um, says that he'll go get Caleb and Seth is super jealous of their little um, blood brother thing. And it's super funny. Um, they alert Hamish and Catalina and Max and Geraldine and make a plan. Hamish sends everyone back to their room so they can figure it all out. And then Darius tells Tori to stay with Darcy and use her Phoenix fire to blast anyone who even looks at her the wrong way because, you know, Darius. Um, to which Tori responds in typical Tori fashion. I'm a big girl. I can take care of my 
myself. Like, just let him be worried about you, Tori. For fuck's sake, he just loves you, okay? Like, fuck. Just let him be a little worried. So they think the phoenix burning may be helping. Uh, they've been trying it a little bit. Gabriel shows up and tells them that it's time for them to visit the Palace of the Flames. And this is where our hearts start to break. They start us to the palace. Gabriel has left a note for the others. And we learn that Gabriel had received a phoenix kiss there years ago after having a bond with a monster. And that's all we get, which I'm assuming once we start the other series that we'll figure it out. Um... So they go. Gabriel um, then says it's time for him to leave and that they must stay. And this is what he says. You will stay here until you have unlocked the secrets of your kind and learn to fight like your ancestors once did. In fire, blood, and bone. The phoenix will always rise. Fucking badass, okay? Um, so when they ask how long they're going to be there, Gabriel says he doesn't know. It could be a month. It could be a year. Possibly longer. How, do, how are we supposed to know? Fuck you, Gabriel. Love you, but fuck you. Um, neither Tori nor Darcy want to be gone for a link or for any length of time. Um, but you know, oh well. And again, our hearts start to break. Really? <laughs> our hearts continue breaking. <laughs> um, my heart so, is hanging on by a thread. At yeah. this Point. Yes. And then the so, thread is snipped. Yeah. So Gabriel asks if they have any like messages that he can take back to the guys, and. So this is what Darcy says. Tell Lance not to worry about me, Darcy said, making up her mind. We'll work hard to learn everything we can here and return quickly. Then he goes, do you have a message for Darius? Gabriel prompted me and my skin prickled at the idea of that. Just tell him not to be a dick while I'm gone, I muttered. Seems unlikely, but I'll tell him, Gabriel replied. Shall I pass <laughs> on a message of your unending love too or just the dick thing? I cut him a narrow-eyed look and he broke a laugh. Fine, I have to tell him I love him and he can't be a dick while I'm gone. Good enough for you, asshole. It brings a tear to my eye, Gabriel said, placing his hand on his heart mockingly and I rolled my eyes at him. And then we get the queen. I can't remember her fucking name and I don't Avalon. really care. She was a bitch. Oh, I didn't really like her. I um, didn't either. Av yeah, Avalon shows up Welcome home, Fireborn. There we go. Um, it's time for you to learn the path of the flame. Flames. Plural. My bad. <laughs> yeah, plural, damn um, it. There was this weird feather thing. Darcy touched it. And then that the voice thing turned into the lady. And then Queen Avalon showed up. My bad. Um, oh, I put it here. The lady is Avalon Vega. She tells the twins that they will end up fighting over the throne eventually. Which yeah. the twins reject. <laughs> um, the lady tells them that in order to fully use their phoenix power, they need to learn to unleash it fully. She then lets loose her fire and it turns into a beautiful phoenix bird, which makes sounds and everything. And it's super cool. Darius and Orion, they are searching and they run into Justin and he's washing his hands, but he has blood all over his shirt. He's a Cerberus. They, this was one of the orders that they figured could pot or potentially be the monster. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Darius and Orion threaten Justin, and he maintains his innocence. Then Hamish and Geraldine come in and stop them from killing Justin, and Geraldine uses a kipper to hit Justin with and threaten him that if he did actually kill those fae, and it's the funniest scene ever, because every time she talks, she's fucking smacking him with this fish. Um, <laughs> then, then this is my, like, my other favorite thing. So this is a thing from Geraldine, okay? He always did give me the um, colliest of wobbles, she said with a shudder. Perhaps my lady rivers were always telling me that the snake was lurking in my waters. A woman must never ignore the slithers of er, the slithers in her rivers. I fear I have let the true queens down. She fell to her knees, burying her face against Darius's thighs and clinging to his pants so hard that they started to fall down. <laughs> I love she's so funny. Oh, I love her. 
Um, Orion and Darius plan to go tell the twins, but Geraldine is like, oh, you haven't heard. Uh, the, they went to the Palace of Flames and the, that they might be there for a few months. And Darius starts to like full on panic. Um, Darius and Orion go to find Gabriel and he's not opening the door because he knows what his fate will be if he does. Orion notices that Darius is being weird and... Um, and like how he's reacting to this whole thing. And he's like, look, I'm going to miss Darcy too, but it'll be fine. And um, Darius still just claims it's only that he's going to miss Tori. So he's planning on keeping the secret from everyone. Apparently, uh, Leon <laughs> won't <laughs> let them get into Gabriel's room and says that he has a quest from Gabriel for them to go on. <laughs> Leon kills me. Um, Leon's father has the gemstones that they are looking for. And will steal it from his father as revenge for his father not talking to his brother after his brother was power shamed. Doesn't he also call Lance Shamesy? Yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. Leon and Orion go and they go there. They get Caleb and then Seth decides that he's going to come and be included. Um, and then they're having this conversation, but they're all being mean until Leon finally makes Seth feel included. And then they all go on their adventure. Um, Leon and Seth are basically just the same person. Uh, <laughs> but one's Seth a wolf and, and one's a lion. Yeah, so Seth and Leon play a joke on Caleb and Orion. They end up getting to the room where the um, gemstones are. Leon threatens them that if they try to steal anything, then Leon um, tells Orion that he owes Leon the explanation of why Gabriel came back from visiting him one time with an extreme aversion to pro balls. <laughs> I want to know the story. <laughs> I know. We, I, I assume we'll probably get it once we read the other one. Um, we're not reading those on the pod. We're just reading them for funsies. Who knows? We might change our mind. That series is at least finished. True. That Orion I mean. trades. Yeah. A tr Orion trades one of his collectible pitball cards for the stones, and Seth gets a hat. <laughs> he wanted a cowboy hat, and Leon gave him the cowboy hat. Um, then they go to leave, and there's a giant spider in the tunnels, and I was quite terrified. Um, they get away from the spiders and run into the Chip Chop Pube Champion. <laughs> Orion is alone when Darius comes to give him company, and then they lay in bed together and kind of cuddle and it's funny because they don't have the guardian bond anymore but they still act like they do yeah um darius is being weird again and he tells lance that he loves him and when orion asks what's going on he says that he plans to go after his father the first chance he gets and he isn't sure if he is going to survive it orion is concerned darius sounds like he is giving up he tells darius he has more time to dedicate to darius now that the vegas are learning from their ancestors um orion grabs diego's hat and turns over like turns back over in the bed to see seth in the doorway watching them like creepers seth comes in and asks to snuggle because his skin is touch starved and caleb and max went to bed already orion says no but Darius lets him come and cuddle. Then Seth moves his way in between Orion and Darius, and Orion is super annoyed with this. <laughs> Seth starts to get naked, and then Darius tells him to shift if he's going to get naked. Then he falls asleep. Orion and Darius use Diego's hat to see if they can find anything, and Diego's father is there, and he tells them that he has been waiting for them. Diego's father claims that he was enslaved by his wife with the shadows and when Darcy killed her she gave back his freedom he was able to save a thread from whatever it was that Diego's mom used to see the memories or whatever and he is able to connect with Diego now Ale or Alejandro isn't uploading any information into the web anymore because there's no reason there's no, there's no one to there's share no it with one so alive. why would he 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orion hears Diego's voice pleading with Orion to listen to his father. Miguel, that's his father's name. Miguel. Um, tells, whatever. Um, tells Orion not all, I'm bad at pronouncing names. Why would I start pronouncing things right now? Diego's father, are you happy now? Diego's yeah. father tells Orion not or not all of the nymphs are followers of the Shadow Queen, but they are enslaved like he was and they are or they are in hiding. He says he knows about them closing a rift and that the Shadow Princess is super, super upset and that he is having a hard time pretending to still be a loyal follower because he's enjoying her being upset. They have to get Vard's eye to find the rest of the rifts um, because the eye that like it, they ha- he has this shadow eye thing. OK, and if they can close the rifts, um, they block Lavinia off from her powers. They now need to make a plan to get the or into the palace and get Vard's eye uh, should be easy enough, right? Um, okay. This is the beginning of this chapter. I said, first of all, I don't know if it's the same for the physical books, but the penis and the symbols above his name in, or of names in Lionel's point of view kills me every time. <laughs> Dude, what all is right. my cat doing right now? I don't know, but he's cute. Lionel toys with the idea of gutting the palace, but he likes um, that it has so much from Hale in it because he thinks that he's better than Hale. Lionel's pissed with the twins for Orion and Darius being in love with them, but he has plans to produce another heir. Yikes. Uh, We find out that the twins played into what Lionel actually wanted by closing the rift to the Shadow Realm because he wants to be able to control Lavinia easier because she's uncontrollable now. Now that she is pissed off with the twins, she spends most of her time plotting revenge against him. So he or she leaves Lionel alone, which he likes. Lionel wants Lavinia to be weakened equals control. Stella comes to visit and Lionel consider or considers sending her away, but because Lavinia isn't easy to quote force beneath me and fuck like she was when she, or when Clara inhabited her, he can or he decides he's going to fuck Clara or Stella. Uh Lavinia killed the five women that Lionel had brought into the palace to fuck when he tried it, so he has not tried since cuz she's fucking psycho. Um, Lionel killed his older brother because his older brother held the fact that Lionel was the spare over him and it was just, you know, Faye being Faye. Here is a quote. His dying reply had left a bitter taste on my lips, though. You are, he spat around the swollen tongue. You're unfay, unwanted, and will always be lame Lionel, no matter what you achieve. Facts. Facts. This is what his brother said as he was dying. Um, so... We find out that Lionel had set or set Stella and Azriel Orion's dad up, and Lionel didn't really like Azriel. Okay, here's a little quote that I highlighted for whatever reason, so I'm just gonna read it. Azriel had grown distant with me after Radcliffe had died, and I'd taken my brother's place as heir. His little friendship with Hell always taking precedent over his er, commitments to the Acroxes. I'd found my way to trap Azrael in the end, though, manipulating him into assisting me by encouraging his marriage to Stella. I recalled how easy convincing him had been with a smirk on my lips. Disgusting, man. So Stella has come to ask for mercy for Orion, and Lionel slaps her and tells her that her womb has caused such disappointment. Um, He commands Stella to suck his cock, but Lavinia interrupts and he tells Stella that he has to meet her somewhere more private next time and that he'll call for her when the time is right. Um, Lionel gets emails about an article that was released. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to read this article for you. Okay. Are we ready? It is a long one, but it's so wonderful. 
Catalina Acrox lives. A shocking discovery has been made that is set to rattle the nation. Catalina Acrox, wife to King Lionel Acrox, was previously thought dead after a tragic accident in the Palace of Souls. However, she has not only been found alive, it's been declared that she has dissolved her marriage to the king and remarried a known Vega supporter and rebellion leader, Hamish Gruss. Gruss. Well, I can't talk. The wedding was attended by none other than the two Solarian princesses, Tori and Darcy Vega, as well as Hamish's daughter, Geraldine Gruss, the four former celestial heirs, Caleb Altair, Seth Capella, Max Rigel, and the two sons of the false king himself, Darius and Xavier Acrux. The photos demonstrate a strong alliance between the heirs and the Vega twins. And since their disappearance after the battle at the Palace of Souls, it is clear they have formed a bond which could rock the foundations of the kingdom. Catalina was available for comment and the secrets that she had unveiled about the false king Lionel Acrox paint him in a terrifying light, which is set to lose him support in droves. Catalina has stated that Lionel Dark coerced her into doing anything he desired and that she was subjected to unspeakable cruelty under his control. Perhaps one of the most harrowing moments of her account was when she spoke of her ex-husband's business friends and how he secured deals with high up officials like Gregory Gander, Piercy Nostar and Christopher Bloodstone by forcing Catalina to offer her body to them, using his dark magic to keep her compliant. Catalina bravely detailed her years of abuse while her new husband, Hamish Gruss, remained at her side. Their hands clasped together in a union that spoke of a deep and caring relationship between them. Darius and Xavier Acrox also gave their accounts of years of mistreatment, painting a frightening picture of a violent father who created a fearful home for his family with little stability and constant pressure to perform. Xavier discusses how his father kept him locked up in Acrox Manor after he emerged as a pegasus, subjecting him to the wicked and previously outlawed practice of order reassignment. We're as yet unclear to the reason his father Father would take such measures, but it is possible he planned on casting an illusion over his second son to make him appear as a dragon to avoid admitting his true order. This, of course, begs the question as to why the so-called king would want to do such a thing, suggests that his orderous laws are based on prejudices more than legitimate facts, as he claims. The Daily Solaria has reached out to King Acrux for comment, and we will wait to hear his response. What we know for sure is that the false king who paints himself as a great ruler appears to be nothing but an abuser with years of shameful secrets in it, or to his name. One can only wonder at what else he is hiding, and at a time of great unrest in the kingdom, we must ask ourselves, who is morally right to align ourselves with? Click here to watch the full interview with Catalina Acrux and her sons, Darius and Xavier Acrux. All statements have been verified by reputable Cyclops and former FIB agent Blaine Moonbead by Tyler Corbin. Tyler's first official article. I Go Tyler. It. Fuck yes, Tyler. Okay. Lionel is super pissed off and he throws his atlas across the room. Um... Lionel goes to make his way into a room, but the palace shuts the door on him and he's super pissed because the palace <laughs> just keeps shutting him out of more and more rooms. Go palace. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lavinia has killed Jenkins and um, ignored Lionel when he told her not to. So Lionel is super pissed off. And at the end of this chapter, we get... Oh, it's not the end of this chapter. We get this one sentence that just... I was like, really, douchebag? Really? Um, why did the stars curse me so? <laughs> Really? Uh, Lavinia says she is done waiting for a crown and Lionel says that he is her king and she says that she owes him an heir um, and then makes him use the shadow hand she gifted him to unbuckle his pants. They get married and it's done. And then Lavinia says that she just wants to please Lionel and he 
like a fucking creep, gets super hard over that. Um, then she forces him to have sex um and the baby starts growing and it's growing super fast and it's quite terrifying um the baby is born all in the same page well okay within two pages yeah of this um lavinia tells the baby to say hello and it talks to lionel and then he screams like a little girl Caleb has some possessive feelings about seth and he confides in max when max mentioned that Caleb has been shutting him out Gabriel comes in and tells everyone that they need to plot a way to murder Vard for the next month. Gabriel's hoping that Vard will be too distracted by the visions of his death that he won't be able to see them going in to attack him that night. They plan to draw Lavinia and Lionel away from the palace and then find Vard and get the shadow eye from him. Gabriel puts Geraldine in charge because she's the most unpredictable. And then he tells them that they can't change the plan and decide to kill him because then he will see them coming. Geraldine apparently has an ice scoop, and I'm honestly not that surprised. <laughs> I know, right? Also, I'm going to read this part, okay? So that's why your little gang of hooligans have been slapping Lionel with shit pies to the face, making um, him trip and fall into questionable puddles and throwing dragon dick dildos at his head during his public appearances. So that's his highest feeling with um, understanding. You are, f- are figuring out the limits to Vard's abilities. And I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, So they go to the palace. Orion and Darius make promises to look after the twins if something happens to either one of them. And the twins' mother left them a vision. That's apparently all I got from that chapter. (laughs) Um, They're fighting nymphs. Seth has to help Caleb. Caleb wakes up and Lionel is there in dragon form and he sends fire at them. This is how they're distracting Lionel and Lavinia, by the way. This is the most heartbreaking thing because this is a conversation between Seth and Caleb, okay? You think so? I asked, wondering if he was saying what I thought he was saying. I know so, he growled. You're like my nebula ally on fucking speed, man. My throat thickened as I accepted what he was implying. Ally equaled friend. And I didn't know why I expected him to say something different. I realized I didn't really care in that moment, though. I was fucking privileged to be Caleb Altair's friend. And if that was all we were ever destined to be, then that was enough for me. Because I'd spent most of my life loving the moon without ever resting upon its surface. So Caleb would be my new moon. My unreachable love hanging over me in the sky. And I would show up to watch it night after night with no resentment in my heart. Just a lone wolf on a mountain trying to get close enough to bathe in its light. Seth tells Caleb that he loves him like that, right? After Lionel takes um, their dome or takes out their little dome shaped protection thing. And Caleb says he loves Seth too, but you know, um, and then Caleb also tells uh, Seth that they have something special that he can't even explain sometimes. And it's super cute. Some creatures attack Geraldine, but you know, they kill the creature. Um, Oh, some creature. We don't know what it is yet, but we do. Um, so here's a scene. Here's, I'm just going to read this scene for you really quick. Um, in the next second, she'd taken a silver item from her pocket, which resembled an ice cream scoop. And she rammed it into his eye socket with precision, which suggested that she's done this before. And again, I'm not surprised. Then bleed for the the pleasure of the grass line, devil man. She willed. I declare this eye a possession of the true Queens. (laughs) Just some Geraldine bullshit. Um, Long live the rebellion, Seth yelled, a laugh tumbling from his throat as Lionel roared so loudly the earth rumbled beneath our feet. This is as they're getting away. Keep in mind, they kill the creature, right, in the last chapter. Um, They're fighting Lavinia, and then she starts screaming about their heir, um, and shadows are wrapping around her. She launches herself up into the air, shooting towards Lionel, and they abandon their fight. Um, And then Max, they're in the bathtub 
place thing later and Max makes them all feel high. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, Seth said dreamily. Even you, Lance. I know that your snappy snaps are only ever meant with love. They're not, Orion mumbled. <laughs> um, Seth gives Caleb a blowjob. They're both so like, they're just both super awkward about it, okay? Like really fucking awkward, even though it was a beautiful scene. It was. So Seth whimpers in a quiet corner and Orion comes and asks why and then agrees to one short lasting hug while Seth talks to him um, because that's what Darcy does with him and they cuddle and Orion gives Seth advice that Seth doesn't take like usual um, and it's super cute because before he gets in the bed he starts like circling the bed and like scratching and stuff and he's like what on earth are you doing and he's like checking for snakes Lance by the stars this is snuggle safety 101 <laughs> I love it um the girls fight Queen Avalon to show that they won't fight each other, and then they get to go home. Yay. Uh, everyone greets them, Tori and Darius fuck, and they plan to spend the day and night in the mortal realm. Xavier gave Noxie a potion that makes his pu or his pubes grow. Um, Darcy and Tori try to burn them away, but burn his clothes off. Orion gets the potion to stop it, and it's just the funniest scene as they're trying to get to him. <laughs> So the t the kids are running down the hallway and Xavier kisses Sophia and everyone sees because they're all right there, including Tyler. Sophia says she likes them both and that she is done until they figure it out. Ashley's favorite scene is coming up. It One is. of her favorite scenes. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. They start fighting, right? This is how this all goes, okay? I'm the Dom. Say it. Say I'm the Dom, Tyler. Say it. You're not the Dom unless you prove it, he croaked, and I knew what he was saying, or what he was asking of me. A moment of silence hung between us, where the fight shifted to something else, and the energy in the room burned in a whole different way. Prove it, he demanded again, and suddenly I was shoving him back down against the sheets and grabbing the bottle of oil from the bed. Driven on by instinct alone, I freed my jeweled cock, pouring the sparkling oil all over it before yanking his sweatpants down. Do it, Tyler groaned, his words a plea and a demand all at once. Um, so Xavier fucks Tyler and then Sophia uh, watches and then the Sophia comes in and then they all have a threesome. Xavier goes to brag to Orion that he can't use Xavier's blood because he's not a virgin anymore. <laughs> but again, someone just died and he has a horrible timing and it's hilarious. And his mom is there and she's like, that's great, sweetie. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> It reminds me of the mom from Mean Girls. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. So, our king of bad timing. Um, so, Hamish tells Geraldine that she doesn't have to marry Justin if she doesn't want to, but she feels like she needs to because what is her word without it? Um, she's upset and she's making bagels and Max comes in and he tells Geraldine, You're Geraldine Gruss and you're fucking everything to me. My heart. Um, and then this is Geraldine's response, but you are a cat and I am a lady. I breathed. We are as unlikely as a fish and a dandelion finding true love. Well, this fish would grow legs and crawl from the water to sit with you, dandelion. My throat bobbed and my fingers stilled in the dough. And what if the wind blows and my seeds take flight? I murmured. Then I would grow wings and follow you to the moon. He said, because nothing in this world means more to me than you do, Jerry. And there are no differences we can't overcome to be together. I turned my head, my eyes cracking open and swimming with tears that revealed a watery view of his handsome face. Then meet me on the moon. Aww. I just want to cry. It's so cute. Um, Lionel does an interview and it's definitely not going in his favor. Um, <laughs> and there's like this video or like his relationship with Hale Vega is being picked apart. Um, all this. This is just they showed a video and like. 
it becomes very apparent that like his whole thing, like his whole problem with Hale is because he showed everyone that Lionel was using an illusion on his penis to make it look bigger. Like, come on, dude. Um, the Dragon Guild has a gift of thanks for Lionel. Uh, Dante gets on and shows a video of Lionel fucking a girl who turns into a pegasus right as he finishes. And then Lionel starts threatening the lady, whatever her name is. And then Dante shows up and gets her out and they all escape. Yay. It's amazing. Um, Darcy is in the secret tunnel, her and Tori made to like move back and forth to get food a lot easier because they're both just lazy as fuck and we love it. Um, <laughs> Darcy sees something move and it ends up being Orion and he tells her that she shouldn't be in the dark alone, but she's all like, hey, I can fight you off now. Um, Orion and Darcy fight about their relationship not being public. Geraldine puts the shadow eye on Darius's plate and everybody's disgusted. <laughs> Darcy isn't doing a good job of shielding her emotions. Poor Max. <laughs> Orion shows up shirtless with Isle of Darcy Vega written on his chest and it's super cute. He makes a declaration of love to everyone um, like about her and then he gives her the last IOU. From like book three. Yeah. So then there's this really funny thing of them talking about like people or whatever and <laughs> Tori, oh, she's th they're talking about Justin and Tori goes, ew, Tori breathed. He's so nice though. He literally held a door for me while I was a hundred yards away from it and I had to walk so fucking far to get there and he still <laughs> waited. She shuddered. That's not exactly a bad thing, Tori, I snorted and Darius holds doors for you all the time. Well, yeah, but he does it obnoxiously so it's not the same at all, she said, tossing her hair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, Orion and Darcy get arrested right after their divine moment because their divine moment happened right outside the FIB uh, <laughs> headquarters. Yay. <laughs> Darius and Tori come to save Lance and Darcy and Fran gets on the map after locking or knocking the FIB agents out. So we kind of like her now because she helped them get away. Orion shaming is gone and they all party and decide to play dares. Seth tells Orion that he's nice. Which Orion's like, since when am I friendly? I scoffed, though I guess the nickname wasn't so bad. Since you cuddled me when I needed someone more than you can even imagine, he said quietly. And I stared at him in surprise as he cleared his throat. You're the rootinest, tootinest guy I know. <laughs> also at this time, <laughs> he has his cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's confused about where he got cowboy hat. <laughs> and then where he got chaps. And then we yeah. got cowboy boots. <laughs> he was looking <laughs> southern. So they're playing. Um, they're playing dares. Um, and Xavier owes Noxie. So Noxie tells him a dare, and Xavier has to pull it off. Here's the thing that I highlighted, and I can't remember why. Oh, here's the statement. So Lance Orion is exonerated by the stars. A miraculous night has turned into a miraculous dawn for the former professor at Zodiac Academy and once popular rising pitball star Lance Orion after he was called beneath the stars with none other than Darcy Vega in a divine moment set to rock the nation. When the question of fate was asked of them, they leapt eagerly into each other's arms only to find themselves surrounded by the FIB, stunned and apprehended. The two lovers with silver rings in their eyes were dragged mercilessly into a cell under the false king's orders, but... All was not lost as a gallant breakout occurred and they made their escape from certain death before the Dragon King could arrive to no doubt execute them both. The revelation comes alongside a story that will shock Solaria and leave them swooning over the Starbond couple who have fought through thick and thin to be together. After battling their feelings for one another at Zodiac Academy, they eventually gave in to their star, diver <laughs> star, diver <laughs> star, diver <laughs> star diversion. 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 Star divers
are driven <laughs> to or urged to be together. However, the law which kept Lance Orion from claiming a student as his partner eventually caught up on them, and Orion was taken to court for his crime after Kylie Major reported them to the FIB. Blah blah blah. blah. Basically, his power, like his power shaming, is gone. Yay. And Darcy says about Lance, Lance is the most devoted, noble, and selfless man I have ever met, and I am privileged to be his legion mate. She said, he holds a value to me that's worth more than the sun itself, and I will spend my entire life loving him as he deserves to be loved. Super cute. So, something happened. There was a dare, and Xavier had to do some sort of illusion or whatever, and everybody thought it was super funny. Caleb thinks Seth sucked, or fucked for fuck's sake caleb thinks seth fucked rosalie but she was with someone else and he was totally jealous for a minute and it was really funny watching him barge into the room and rosalie was like bro no Um, wrong person (laughs) yeah seth has to help get darcy's hair out of orion's zipper but when caleb walks in it looks like seth is giving orion a blowjob and then caleb and seth kind of talk and they cuddle naked so this is what Seth or Caleb says to Seth. You're my source, he said in my ear, and you're my best friend. So you're going to stay here with me from now on. As they were cuddling naked. Love. Darius tells Tori that he needs to be the one to kill Lionel to be worthy of her. And she says, nope, that's not how it works, bro. Then they look at the map and they find the rifts and split into groups of two to go. Tori, Caleb, Geraldine, Darcy, Leon, and Gabriel all got back and there was no one guarding their rifts. Um, so they were like, sick, that was easy. Seth and Orion came back a little bit. Uh, they were struggling. There were some nymphs, but they're all okay. Except for the fact that uh, Orion accidentally set Seth's hair on fire. Um, and Max and Darius had an Epirius slug, which is really creepy. Um, the way Geraldine says it is, is a huge and carnivorous slug, which is big enough to eat an entire minivan and one bite when at full size. It likes to dwell in dark, dank caverns and wait for creatures to wander inside unawares. When it pounces, traps them in its slime and devours them whole, where they will be slowly dissolved within its stomach acid over a period of around a week. It is said to be a most horrendous way to die. So that's what was at Darius and Max's thing. Um, And Darius finally has to come clean about his deal with the stars because he's telling everybody that he's going to be the best option to go and face Lionel alone and um, instead of risking everyone else's life and they're all like bro what the fuck your life doesn't mean any less than ours so he has to come clean everyone is heartbroken especially Tori and Gabriel says there's no way to change the deal unfortunately Darcy comes in and talks to Darius and it's super adorable and I was crying all over again Tori made Darius do a star vow to not let the deal pass and she fucks herself over by adding on that she won't let it pass either Uh, even though Darius told her Gabriel said there was no other way out of the fate they end up getting married and super cute. There's no, it's a no bullshit wedding. So yeah, love it. Uh, Lionel summoned the um, celestial counselors to the, or to the Acrox Manor. Um, he has Hadley and the others, and he's not going to let the parents see them unless they go. And Melinda, Caleb's mom, is really nervous about what he's planning. The heirs decide that they're going to go and not tell anyone so they don't cause a panic. And this is not going to go over very well with Tori after she made him promise not to just up and leave. Uh, Gabriel finds Caleb and he says that he sees many outcomes for their futures, so he doesn't think that they're going to die, which is not very reassuring. I don't think you're going to die. Gabriel tells the twins that the heirs are gone. Darcy attacks Noxie with fire and then Gabriel looks at her and he says that he can't see anything before a big boom comes and the wards are down and everyone is shouting. They fight back and it's beautiful when you think about the first time that they were in the fight with the nymphs. 
The heirs show up and, um, at the manor and they hear a scream, but they have to make a plan to get in. Um, they all have a bad, like a super bad feeling about it. And we all know it's going to go to shit. Xavier uses his helmet with the Phoenix fire to stab his father. He was right on track until his father moved at the last second, threw him off. Um, and then his father threw him through the sky and is chasing him now. Xavier hid in the clouds, but Lionel chased him and found him. He stabbed Lionel again. And then the shadows came at Xavier. Um, Lionel rips off one of Xavier's rings and then chases Tyler and Sophia. Vard gave Caleb's brother something in a vial. They plan to go in and save their families. And Noxie calls um, to let Darius know that unless he gets back right this second, Xavier will die. The heirs tell him to go. They'll take care of his family. Lionel turns at the very last second, right as he's like trying to kill Xavier and um, sees Darius and he rips off Xavier's other wing. Um, Darcy burns Lavinia and her phoenix goes away. Like her phoenix just disappears right? Lavinia didn't die. The curse also made Darcy attack everyone at the beast. Um, this is what Lavinia says. The shadow beast has taken root in you, Lavinia purred, and I snapped out of my memories and I looked at her in terror, shaking my head in refusal of what I already knew to be or knew was true. It feeds on your power piece by piece by piece. You fought it well, but not well enough. Now it is sated and you are nothing but a mortal bound to a beast. And that beast is mine, Lavinia twisted her hand again. Come out and play, beastie. Um, I started to run towards the crowd as anger billowed up inside of me and set my veins alight. I was hungry, so endlessly hungry, I ached. And as I collided with the fae, the first blood was spilled by my claws. I howled to the moon and felt the darkness within me deepen. Tori sees that the beast is tearing through their ranks and she starts to go at it. And she says that it's as big as a monolorean bear shifter and that it resembled their kind um, a little bit too, but its fur was black. Um, it was wet with blood. Orion comes over, lets her know the beast is Darcy. It's the curse. Lavinia has forced it to manifest within her and Orion doesn't think it's the first time they figure out that Darcy was the beast in the... Um, Burrow. Thank you. Um, Orion decides that he's going to try and lure Darcy away and Tori must win the fight. Uh, Geraldine runs to try and tame Darcy uh, because she saw that it was Darcy. Uh, Darcy is trying to kill Orion. Geraldine tries to protect him. Darcy throws Geraldine away. Mildred kills Angelica. This is just shit show. Uh, Seth pretends to be Lionel, hoping that Caleb and Max can go get the needle and um, come back and get the rift closed in time to save their families. Uh, he takes the nymphs to the bathroom because he doesn't know where the fuck he's going. <laughs> um, and he has to try and distract them. He accidentally ends up knocking off his hood and then they chase him around. Darcy tears Geraldine to shreds. Um, Gabriel says in order for them to stay alive, Tori has to call a retreat and she plans to stay and help take Lavinia and Lionel out and Justin requests to stay with her. Caleb and Max get the needle and then Seth needed help. So then Vard ends up getting them all. Darius tries to heal Xavier, but the shadow wounds are, are, are not healing. Geraldine is in the sh her same shape, but she at least has a pulse. A weak one, but a pulse nonetheless. Um, Darius tells his father that he married her and that, um, he's, that as soon as he's done returning, um, to her with his, or with Lionel's head hanging from his fist, he's going to bow to Tori too. Lionel goes, no son of mine will bow or will ever bow to a fucking Vega. I offered you the world and you refused it. So now I'm taking back the privilege I offered you upon your conception. Return to the stars, Darius. Perhaps they'll be kinder to you in death than they were in life. Sobbing. Uh, my notes on this was just sobbing. I'm not going to read this section where Darius dies. Uh, Darius dies. He gets stabbed. I take that back. I refuse to say this is for my notes. 
Um, sobbing. Everything goes black. I refuse to say he died because there's absolutely no way I'm accept or accepting that. So Orion um, lures Darcy away. He shows Darcy all the memories of them. And then she shifts um, at the last second before she barrels into him. And she realizes what she's done. And she said that she needs to get far away because the beast is waking up. Lavinia basically says that Orion can either pay for the curse in um, his flesh, bone, or heart, whichever one he wants to offer because the curse was done with his blood. So he says that he's willing to let um, his body be the paying price. And after three moon cycles, Darcy and him get to go free. Okay. Hamish and Catalina are trying to save everybody and uh, Catalina won't let Lionel take her alive and Hamish won't go without her. So uh, she tells... Uh, Xavier as he's going to tell Darius that she loves him and that's heartbreaking uh, they end up dying to save everyone else and now Xavier's whole family is dead so is Geraldine's um, Tori killed Alejandro um, who's also the nymph that killed their dad she also sent Justin back on a gust of air to save him so that he wouldn't die Gabriel can't see Darcy or Orion's fates so he knows already that Darius is dead, but he can see Lionel attacking Tori and killing her while she grieves over Darius. Gabriel gets taken as the new seer and it saves Tori's life. Tori makes a star vow with the stars to destroy them because she's not happy. Um, the nymphs come for Tori, but she unleashes all of her powers at once and just it's fucking crazy. She kills them all. Gabriel sends a message to Tori that shows up the last thing that we see in the book. When all hope is lost and the darkest night descends, remember the promises that bind. When the dove bleeds for love, the shadow will meet the warrior. A hound will bay for vengeance where the rift drinks deep. One chance awaits. The king may fall on the day the hydra bellows in a spiteful palace. Also, I just want to say really quick, the Twisted Sisters had a little note at the end of this book. I know we bound you, gagged you, and shoved you off a cliff into a pile of sharp rocks in this one. But on the bright side, there's one more book left in the series. Liars. Facts. And yes, maybe book eight looks a bit like a psycho killer approaching you across those sharp rocks at the moment with a knife in hand and a smile on his face. But let's not forget all the happiness in this book or this book gave you. Xavier finally got laid. Woohoo! Anyway, so... Let's move on to discussion questions because that's just depressing. Our makeup looks. Lexi, what'd you do for your makeup? Ashley's going to absolutely hate me for this. Oh, don't cry. You might want to mute yourself. Uh, or mute. Or you might want to take the headphones off, too. I did a Pegasus wing that had blood on the edge where it was ripped off for Xavier's wing. I don't cry. Don't cry. Then I did a bloody dagger for the one that killed Darius. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at Ashley's response. Ashley, what did you do? <laughs> I did one eye that was two silver rings for Lance and Darcy's Elysian mate bond. And then on the other eye, I did the dagger that ruined all of the happiness that I have ever felt in my life. Thank you. Oh, so we did the same. <laughs> All right. Uh, what were your thoughts on the boys? Okay. We ended book six for Lance at an eight. Halfway through this book was a 10. And then at the end of the book was also a 10. Okay. Darius 
ended the last book at 11. Halfway through book seven, he moved to 10,000. And then at the end of book seven, he moved to 10 million. And I am still crying. And now you understand my love for Darius. Caleb ended the last book at an eight. He stayed at an eight in the middle and end of this book. Seth, the same thing, ended the last book at an eight, stayed at an eight through the whole book. And then Max ended the last book at a seven, and he moved up to an eight for halfway through and stayed at an eight through the end of this book. So right now, we're looking at a 10 for Orion. I hate you. A million for Darius. And eights for Seth, Caleb, and Max. I fucking hate you. How did you feel about the boys, Lexi? <laughs> fucking love all of them. Still not quite sure how I feel about Orion, but, you know, I, I like him. But, like, Darius, I just want to fucking cry. Um, I cried. Re I, I had to relive this ending, just so you all know, three different times. The first time I read it, I blocked out all the emotional damage. Then I had to re uh, be reminded of the shitty parts when Ashley decided to call me. Then I had to reread it for my part of the synopsis. And then I jumped right into book eight, and I've not stopped. Like, I've cried every single chapter, and I'm only on chapter five. So I needed to take a break. You know, when you get to the point in this book, especially this book, where you're like, things are going so well. Everything is going so well. And I know it's not going to end that way. So I had an hour left in this book and I called Lexi and I said, you're not getting off the phone with me because I need you to be here when I cry. So I put myself on mute so I could have a uh, dance party in the car. And my, I went into the vape shop and my mom sat there and she's like, she was crying and I heard her crying and she was sniffling and whimpering and she was, and I felt so bad. Yeah. Oh, I was like sobbing so hard. Okay, Lexi, what were your favorite moments? I have a few. So when Orion uh, tells, or Orion tells her this is like page 18. Turns out I enjoy the company of your shadow more than any other. He said in a low voice, the semi-pulse racing. So go ahead and walk away from me, Blue, but I'll be right behind you. Then, good night, Lance, I said breathlessly, and he pressed his lips to the soft place between or behind my ear as his fingers ran over the bite to heal it. Good night, Blue. Good night, Rumi, Seth whispered. <laughs> then, any moment with Darius, I loved obviously. And then you snuggle with Darcy and Darius all the time. But where's my snuggles, Lance? Where's my snuggles? I saw a t-shirt with that on it today. <laughs> oh my god, I need that. <laughs> I need it okay. in my life. I'm gonna read one. This is uh, their flashback from Diego. Um, it says, I could feel Diego's fear tearing up the inside of me and his absolute longing to shed himself of his family, his nymph form, and be fae like his friends, like us, the people he was truly starting to love and care for in ways that he'd never felt for anyone. Okay. Just gonna make us cry. Here's this one. So this is Darius's point of view. And it said, perhaps at heart I was a coward, but that wasn't why I was hiding this truth from them about the star bond. Or the deal. I needed them to focus on the chances we would get to strike at my father and those who followed him. And I knew if this came to light, they'd all want to work on finding a way to twist my fate just as they had when they were determined to see our star-crossed bond fall. But this wasn't like that. I'd struck this deal of my own free will. I'd given my life for hers and her sisters because I knew that they were far more deserving of life than I was anyways. 
Okay, I don't that like your favorite like moments. Can we move on? Yours are gonna, yours are no, hold on, die. hold on. Oh my god, this is a good one. Okay. Ashley, um, I'm over here crying. Listen. <laughs> the most important thing to my kind is finding the most valuable treasure you can imagine and then hoarding it away to protect and keep it safe away from any and every threat to it. And you, Roxanya Vega, are more important to me than all the gold and jewels in the entire world combined. I'd go without them for the rest of my days if it meant I got to steal a moment in your arms with you looking at the, ma- the way you are right now. There's nothing I wouldn't do to keep you safe and to make sure you stayed mine. I want to possess you with all of my greed and wrath of the monster in me, and I want to own you with the desire of a thousand dragons guarding a priceless treasure but more than that i want to love you like this endlessly and brutally and possessively and now you're now that you're mine i won't give you up for anything i fucking hate you <laughs> i'm fucking crying i totally understand that okay we're moving on because you're no, gonna make on, me I cry one more, more. I have one no, more. No, I just can't one more. take it. Okay. I can't take it. You're going to make me not read eight tonight. Just the last one. The <laughs> last one. And then we'll move on. I saw her soaring across the sky, burning hotter than the sun itself. She was so endlessly beautiful, so powerful, so strong. My heart, my love, my queen. And that was the way I wanted to leave this life. Because when it came down to it, I knew that she was it for me. The only thing I'd ever truly needed. And for the briefest span of time, she had belonged to me. And that was enough. There is only her. I hate you so much. (laughs) Okay. What do you think is going to happen in book eight? So I'm already halfway done with book eight. Don't tell me. Don't say anything that's going to ruin like up until I won't. Then for me. I won't. What do you think? Um, how do you think it's going to end? Just tell me how you think it's going to end. I mean, obviously, we're going to get another cliffhanger and every fiber of my being wants the cliffhanger to be Darius coming back. OK, it better like, be or I'm going to fucking I, fiber of the my last being. episode. Ashley joked about burning a building down, but I might actually burn a fucking building down if we don't. Oh my god. It's genuinely like what I hope will happen. Um, I can't really say anything else because some of it is kind of like mentioned throughout the book. And it is mentioned before in previous books, but it's kind of like offhand mentioned. And I don't want to like bring more attention to it without you getting to read it. I think what's going to happen is I'm going to cry nonstop. Because yeah, my love is accurate. my my love is gone. The fact that Geraldine and Xavier no longer have families is they have absolutely each other. devastating. They have each other, and it like I'm like going to cry right now just thinking about it, and like it's so upsetting. Okay, let's move on before we both start fucking sobbing anymore. Lexi, what are you currently <laughs> reading? I watched Wednesday finally. Um, so good. I, I got five chapters through Zodiac Academy 8 before I had to stop for my own mental um, and emotional well being. Because, as you guys know, I've been very open. I already have gone through a mental breakdown the last couple of weeks. I didn't need more. And I might end up with more after this episode. So I took a break and I read Glass Heart Savage by Lindsay. Iller? Iller? I don't know how to say it. It's I-L-E-R. It was really good. I thought it was going to be reverse harem at first. It's not, and I'm not that mad about it, honestly, because I think it's perfect. I just think Merrick is perfect, okay? I love him. Anyway, Ashley, what did you read and watch? 
Okay, so obviously I'm still on my Survivor binge. I'm currently surprise, on surprise. <laughs> I'm like uh, like a quarter of the way through season 20, um, which is heroes versus villains. So yeah, um, I am about 60% of the way through with Zodiac Academy 8. And I'm hoping to finish that in the next couple of days because we have to record that episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our extremely depressing book. Today. If this is your first episode with us, just know it's not always like this. Really, though, if you're listening to book seven and you haven't listened to the others, don't. What are don't, you doing? Don't do this to yourself. And this is at the end of the episode. They already did it to themselves. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Anyway, if you want to see our really good, i.e. me, book looks, and really depressing book looks, i.e. Lexi, check out our socials. TikTok is at blues.library. Instagram is at blues.library. And at blues.librarypodcast. You can really tell where we both are mentally with our makeup looks. <laughs> really though, I decided to find all the dark and depressing, and yours is all happy, and mine's just so depressing. Okay. Um, also, we have a Twitter that sometimes we post on, and um, our Twitter handle is at blues underscore library because so it fun. wouldn't let me use a dash or a period our website is blues-library.com you can check out our uh, favorite book looks our most recent episode our calendar please rate and review it would mean a lot to us uh also you can talk to us we love talking to you i had a delightful conversation with somebody who followed us that um went through our from Blood and Ash series, and then said that they were going to read our Zodiac Academy series. And I listen am to. only going to say the first name, or listen to, whatever. Um, I'm going to say the first name because I'm so bad at pronouncing and I don't want to like butcher your name, so I'm so sorry. But Grace, you're a G. Grace. We love oh you. Oh my god, yes, Grace. Absolutely adore you. I had a blast with that conversation with you. Um, so yeah. Lexi, <laughs> what's our next book? Zodiac Academy 8, Sorrow and Starlight. There's probably going to be lots of sorrow from the lovely Twisted Sisters, who I think I might never read a book from again after this. Um, I'm still really salty about the fact that I was I was told from when I started this series that there was only going to be eight. And I read back to back. And the reason I think the reason why I don't want to read eight is because now I know there's another one. And I was only expecting that, or I was expecting this one to be the last one. And now I'm like, I can't handle this. So I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> anyway, Facts. take your antidepressants. Um, <laughs> take a couple shots to take the emotional or the edge of the emotional damage off. It's great. It's fine. Um, I might go do that. Um, don't drink uh, and drive. Use condoms. Wear your seatbelt. Take your birth control. Don't skip therapy. Do not skip therapy. Go to therapy. your doctor once a year, guys. Yes. Um. All right. Just this try has been and have life a good week, with Lexi and Ashley. <laughs> Just have a good week. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.